backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee, and we are glad you're joining us. We hope that we can bring just a little bit of magic into your life right now. This is episode 499, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we are going to finish sharing about Disney Plus and shows that we think you can watch to fill your days at home with magic. But before we begin, we want to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on any budget. So we left off last week with Mickey Mouse Through the Years. And so Mickey Mouse Through the Years has all of those short, uh, starting with Steamboat Willie and Silly Symphonies and just a bunch of different shorts with Donald Duck and Goofy. I couldn't, I didn't know, you didn't list them out, so I didn't know if you knew more about what I was talking about. It's all of the originals. Like it has Steamboat Willie all the way through the shorts that were happening um, during the 30s, I believe, when I was scrolling through them. I could be wrong, but they were older cartoons, not the ones that are revamped for today. They're right. like the original ones. And so those, of course, are really fun to watch. I just like to watch those because if even if I have like 10 minutes, you can find some that are short, eight to 10 minute little shorts that you can watch that's Walt at the very beginning and just watching his ideas come to fruition. Our next category is princess and fairy tales, which some of them may uh, overlap from our last episode, but this is what they are considered on the website. Frozen and Frozen 2. Those are both considered princess movies, obviously, but Frozen 2 just came out March the 15th, I believe, or 14th, actually, because it was your grandma's birthday. Remember, we watched it for her birthday. Oh, yeah. It came out like really late that night. And so we watched it and I think that one's better than the first one. Some people disagree, but if you have not seen it and you have Disney plus now is the time to see it. If you have not yet, the music is incredible. So that will definitely be a plus. Yeah. I think they did a great job in the second one of making it more grown up for the younger kids that watched it before, because I remember some kids saying I was born in 2013 and I was like, (laughs) are you kidding me? So they were born when the first one came out. So I'm sure they were excited to see one for themselves. That is awesome. So the next one we're going to talk about is Snow White, the original, of course. This is a controversy for Nick because it premiered in 1927, but it actually played for the first time in 1928 to the public. And it was the first animated movie that Walt made. and First extended one, yeah. Right. I love Snow White. I won't say that it's my absolute favorite of all times. I know it is one of Nick's favorites for sure, but... My favorite thing about Snow White is the ride that they made from it at Magic That's Kingdom. True. The Seven Dwarfs Mine tra- Train is amazing. If you've never ridden it or you're getting ready to go and you need to know more details about it, you could ask us. But it's just about this girl that, of course, has an evil stepmother and she doesn't want her to become the queen, basically. And she's trying to off her throughout the movie and how she overcomes yeah. it. So Aladdin is... Now, I consider when I think of the princess version, I think of the cartoon because... Like we said in the last episode, the newer one gives Jasmine like so much power or like so much, I don't know, confidence to empower herself. And so I don't know. I think of the original when it comes to princess portion, um, because I think of the typical like man or woman wants a prince kind of thing. Like Cinderella. Yes. And so uh, Aladdin is super great. Again, it features Robin Williams, the cartoon version does. And... 
I don't know. I do think this was a very original plot on Disney's part for the time it came out because... Well, it was based off of a book. Yes. Um, they seem to do that a lot. And then they cut all the the scary parts and they're like, this is Disney. We they try to, although Jafar was kind of evil even back then. Yeah, um, exactly. I It had this similar plot, but I do think making it... Uh, they try to make the princesses very diverse. So that way there's one for every little girl to say, like, that looks like me. Correct. Kind of thing. So I think that was really great on their part to do that. They had Moana in, Moana in this princess and fairy tales yeah. section. And we kind of talked about that a lot last week. But it's just basically about a little girl that's born on an island. And she's given a special power where the water listens to her and her grandmother knows that she has this power and she kind of like passes it down yeah. to her. It's, it's almost like it skipped a generation. I'm even trying to think. I think Aladdin was the first princess featured that was a princess of color. I could be wrong, but I'm really trying to think hard about the princesses that came out before Jasmine. And I think she was the first princess of color that they featured. I believe you're right. Because Tiana, Tiana came out in 2008 like that. And they used Mulan and all that stuff. But Mulan came out in the early or the later 90s. So right. they started doing that. So that was great. Moana. I just talked we, about it. Yeah, we talked about I know you did. But we featured that. I was saying we talked more in depth about that in our last episode. Right. Alice in Wonderland. Now, this one is not so much princess, but it's fairy tale. This movie is very weird. The cartoon and the live actions, they're odd. Like, they're not normal Disney, like, very stereotypical. It's very strange. It also, <laughs> to me, I don't know this for sure, but I just feel like someone was smoking some wacky weed when they wrote Alice wacky. in Wonderland, just because... As if normal weed is not wacky. Well, okay, I'm just, <laughs> I just mean because you got the guy on the, the caterpillar on the mushroom, and then you got the queen of... King when of, did Alice in Wonderland hearts. come out? 50s? I, I honestly don't know. I can look on your phone if you want me to, um, but I... I think it did come out. It's one of the older ones. I do think it came out in the 50s. And then they made it even more strange. Again, like a role for Johnny Depp that was weird playing the Hatter. Yes. When they made the live action. I do like the live action one. I think they did a good job with it. It is just a strange storyline. Like it's different. The whole thing where she falls in a hole and she drinks a drink and she shrinks down. I mean, I'm not saying it's not fun. It's just an obscure view of. Very different from what they had put out previously, I feel like. The Little Mermaid. I love The Little Mermaid. Um, I think that I love, I loved the movie of it, but I love watching, if you ever have the opportunity to watch it on a stage production, it's very good like that too. But it's basically this mermaid that wants to be like the people on the land and she is dreaming of being able to walk and dance and do whatever it is that they do. She loves the objects, like she collects them in a little cave. Yeah, what would be our bedroom? It's like her little nook or cave in the ocean. And she collects those objects so she can learn more about us and she wants to know more and more. And so I don't want to give the storyline away in case anybody has not watched it, but it's she becomes a princess, obviously. So Beauty and the Beast. Which this one has a live action counterpart, which I loved. I thought that live action was awesome. It was way better than I expected. Uh, Yeah, and it it filled in a lot of the the storyline holes from the original like it fills in um so quick synopsis of beauty and the beast there's this girl and her dad and they move to this town in france but their scene is very weird like she's a woman in that time period and she likes to read and she's smart and she likes doing all that stuff when women were not like seen as doing that and it was kind of frowned upon if and they never really said anything about her mom in that no and they don't and like her mom just doesn't exist in the first movie 
And obviously it's a cartoon, so like you can kind of get over the holes and it's good anyway. But in the second one, they fill in the holes. Like why didn't people, when they place a spell on the castle and the prince, like why does nobody remember them? But they fill that gap in the second movie. Oh, that's true. And they fill the gap of her mom. So there's just a lot more they time they had to work with than a cartoon. Um, more money, more time, more resources, just anything like that. But the original is still very good. If you watch them back to back. Um, right. And I really like, I think that that's probably one of my, or is my favorite princess because I remember going to the movies to watch it with my grandma and that she bought me the bell doll, which is packed away in our basement in a Rubbermaid container. But really, we need to find that. Yes, it's, it's very pretty. And she bought me, I believe, the even the CD soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken. The Princess and the Frog. This one came out... 2008, 2008 and it um it's a really cute storyline like I like the storyline a lot again it's an empowered princess kind of thing and she is considered a princess because she marries in she's not the princess in the beginning she is a very hard worker on her own her dad passed away when she was young and she really wants to open her own restaurant and then there's this prince that travels into town and like kind of a, what are they called? Like a boogeyman almost? Uh, or don't mess with the boogeyman kind of thing. And the prince kind of gets involved with that person and then drags her into it. And they go on this adventure. And I think the storyline's very cute, but I think the music makes that movie. Yeah, you were saying that to me. And I think you're right. I, I've watched sections of it that weren't that interesting, but... Of course, we are music people, so some people may disagree with us. I mean, we just, it's, music makes everything for us. It's set in New Orleans, too. Like, New Orleans. I said New Orleans, like they sing in the movie. But New Orleans and the music, like, it's very jazz-based. So if you so. are a jazz person, like my son, then you definitely would want to watch that movie. Um, we talked about Mulan. A and, little bit. And I have not watched that movie all the way through, so you... Really? Oh my gosh, so good. Again, um, we have all this time now. We can watch all again, these Disney movies. I'm interested in the upcoming live action that is anticipated, but there's no movie... There's no music in that movie. Which is sad. Um, but if they can... I think it... I'm giving it hope. Like, I'm trying not to just be like, there's no music, it's going to be bad. Um, because we don't know, it could be really good. But the music in the original makes that, like, not makes the movie, but it, like, definitely the I'll Make a Man Out of You is awesome. Like, all the music in that movie is iconic. And But there are a lot of holes in that movie. Like, you're telling me she just wiped her makeup off and they're like, you're a dude now. <laughs> like, she really just got away with that. Um... And there's a joke that when she's singing, like, the reflection song to herself, she wipes her makeup off with her sleeve. And there's a big joke that, like, whatever makeup remover she's got on her sleeve, I want that. Like, because in one swipe, right. she just wipes her whole face well, off. Well, another thing is maybe this live-action one will fill in some of the holes, like Beauty yeah, and the Beast. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping so. And for the record, I did see, for the listeners, my mom did not think that Mushu was going to exist. I did see a flash of something like him, but I don't think it will talk, if that makes sense. Like, Aww. it's not going to be a comedic release. No, I don't think it is because they said that um, it was, again, that the Asian people didn't think that it represented them well because they're more of serious yeah. ethnicity and that everything doesn't have to be funny mm -hmm. and that they don't want to ruin their ethnicity, which I totally get. So, for all we know, it could do really well there. Like, yeah. and maybe not well, as well here. Well, if we don't turn this uh, be this coronavirus around, uh, we may not be seeing that one for a while. Because right. I know it's supposed to come out soon, but I know they're postponing a lot of movies because they don't want people in the theaters together. Cinderella is next. It is a classic. Obviously, it's about a poor girl that has a stepmother and two ugly stepsisters. 
which I always feel sorry for those ugly stepsisters, but they truly are. They're gross. They are drawn ugly, so I get it. And what is it? Drusilla and Anastasia and Drizella. Oh, okay. And so they move into the castle because their mother marries Cinderella's dad, and then he takes ill and dies. And then she's treated like a maid, and they make her wait on them and hand and foot, and she's cast into the attic to sleep, and it's really, really sad. There's... And then it has a happy ending. You're right. There's a lot of controversy with that movie in terms of the HD version. Because you know how Disney will re-release movies to make money? Because that's how they used to do it before. Right. Like, um, they used to re-release it before, like, VHS and Take stuff Take it out happened. of the vault. Yeah, they would do that. And so now they what they do is they remaster it and they're like, HD version or whatever. There's a lot of controversy with this movie and its HD version because they're like all the details gone. Some of the colors washed together, like all the shadowing and stuff goes away. Like people really were upset that they remastered it. They were like, oh, wow. this does not look like the original. The colors are different. Some of the details aren't there. And so they were, yeah, I just found that really interesting. Pocahontas is the next one. And I have seen Pocahontas at least two times through all the way. I know more than that because we'll, anytime there's a Disney weekend, we're famous for putting it on in the house and we'll just be walking around doing stuff and listening. But, uh, it's about the native Americans and when the, um, when the English come over, which John Smith is played by Mel Gibson. Yes. And I don't remember who Pocahontas is played by. Do you remember her I don't either. I can't remember her name, but how the two worlds collide and how you, what they have to do to fight, to be with each other because they find an attraction with each other. They're both, um, attracted to the fact they want to, she knows to know about his people and he wants to know about her people and they want to be together. And their sides are not, kind of like West Side Story almost. Like their and sides Romeo are not. Juliet. Yeah, and, but the original story is very messed up. Disney made it very seem okay. The original story is not okay. But oh, right, right. Tangled. This is, Rapunzel's my favorite Disney princess. So I really like this movie. And when it came out, I remember it was so much money to make because of her hair rendering. Right. And and animation when it came out, that was so much money. But it's pretty much Rapunzel and she was born to the king and queen. But then um, because she she was born because the queen got sick and they gave her this magic potion from this flower they found. Well, this woman had been using that flower to keep herself young and everything and she hid it from people so she could keep it. And once the kingdom chopped it down and gave it to the mom, she had Rapunzel whose hair was magical. And so this woman comes and steals her in the night and hides her away in a tower. And she has no idea where she came from, but they release lanterns on her birthday every year. And she feels like they're meant for her. And then she runs into the main, uh, the main, I don't know what you call him, protagonist of the film, I guess, Flynn Rider. And she runs into him because a thief, a thief cause he's running away and trying to hide. Yeah, he stole the crown. she pretty much blackmails him. And she's like, you're going to take me to see these. And then you get your crown back or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's really interesting. Like they really made it an action movie. Yeah. Cause I think that they somewhat rewrote the Rapunzel story from what I remember as a child when they put this movie together, but yes. it was still was very good. Very good movie. So the vintage Disney, I think that still falls under what we were talking to before where it was original Disney 
yeah. films, although it does include some of the older ones, too, that we haven't talked about. Um, I'm trying to think of them. Uh, vintage Disney, like Fox and the Hound and Pete yeah. Dragon. and Some of the movies that they don't really play anymore ever on TV, like you right. don't see them. Apple Dumpling Gang. and I've never heard of that. Swiss Family. Now. Well, I just remember because my mom loved Don Knotts. Uh, so we bed knobs it. and broomsticks, like that kind of stuff. They don't yes. show that anymore. So these are all classic films. If you didn't grow up with them or you've never seen them before, give them a shot because even though some of them are quirky and I go back now and watch some and you're like, what in the world was was I thinking? I loved that movie. But, you know, everybody deserves a chance and it gives you a chance to get a new imagination and a new look on things. And uh, because we are confined to our house, you could always, almost always, I should say, find a book about similar, sometimes exactly like the storyline with still a few changes or whatever. And then you could compare and contrast it with your family just for something different to do. Our next category is Pixar, which that's very large. We really need Joey for this. Yeah, we're going to break it down. So we have originals, which again are original Pixar um, movies or shorts for Disney Plus, and that's where they came out. So we have Pixar in real life, which is the series. And the last time I checked and watched it, it only had one episode, but it, they released like this Wally animatronic into a, a little area and just had it interact with people, and they were filming it. Like it was oh, interesting. Cool. Uh, so I'm assuming they're going to do that with more in the future. That'd be cool. Wind is an original short. Um, the original shorts for Disney Plus are called Spark Shorts. And so this one is about this boy and his uh, grandmother or his mother, I think, and they're stuck. And there's all these rocks around them. And like once a day, this wind comes around um, and they work to catch things like debris that are falling around them. And they try to build a, a way for them to get out of wherever they're at, like just get away. Very interesting. Loop, which is so I'll mention loop and float together. They're both separate, but they represent kids with autism. Yeah. So the one loop is about this girl who's nonverbal and she like makes noises and stuff to communicate and she uses a phone, but she doesn't really, she doesn't talk words. And this guy, this boy is with her in this boat and he's just trying to figure out what she wants. And he's been partnered with her against his will. Yeah. And he doesn't want to work with her because he doesn't, he feel comfortable around her. He doesn't understand her. And then the whole thing is about him and her figuring, like him figuring out like how to interact with her. And then she figures out how to interact with him. It's really nice. Really sweet. And then Float is about a little boy who has this power to just like float away at any time. But the dad tries to hide it around people because he's embarrassed. He's like, you're not like other kids. Why can't you be normal kind of thing? Um, and Again, it's, re- it's just a representation. It's representation yeah. of a student with autism because they look different and people look at them weird and they're like, you're not the same. And so both very, very well done, in my opinion. Yeah, as an educator... I think it's a good thing that we're doing that now to let people know, because if you've listened to the show, we talked about this on one of our trips, there was an autistic child that was behind us in a line and it was apparent that most of the people in that line had no idea that that's what was wrong with that child. We did. And we were trying, well, Kaylee was embarrassed, but I was trying to think of things to get him distracted, but he was so focused on the fact that fireworks were about to start. And so I I got to applaud Disney for that, that they're including that in there so that people are more aware because sometimes we know there are kids out there that are not being disciplined, but there are also kids that are just different from other kids. And we have to learn to, be, you know, make differentiation for those kids and understand that not every kid's the same. And that's true about every kid. 
So yeah, they're different. I love that they made those. Pearl is a spark short, and this is very interesting. It kind of talks about feminism in the workplace because it's this ball of yarn, but all the men that work in the office are portrayed as humans. But oh, this ball this of one. yarn comes in, and she's a woman, and she's the only woman, and uh, the guys don't talk to her. They look at her funny. They're like, what is she doing here? She doesn't belong here. She goes into a meeting. They don't take her input. They don't invite her to go to lunch with everybody after. Like, she's really hurt. And then she takes, like, these needles into the bathroom with her, and she recreates herself into this big, wide-looking person with a suit knitted on her. And they start taking notice. They, She starts acting like them. They start including her more and she feels better. But then she, as they're about to go to lunch and she finally feels included, this other ball of yarn walks in and she like remembers who she was and that this was not her. So she introduces herself. And then it's like men and women become cohesive in the workplace, workplace. which my interpretation of it is women are seen as balls of yarn because they're soft. They're not like men. Um, and then she recreates herself for what the men stronger. want to make herself stronger. And then she realizes she doesn't need to do that. Right. But it was drawing attention to that kind of stigma in the workplace, which I thought was important. Yes. Then there is the Forky series. And those are just like funny. haha. ha. And like, if your kid liked Forky in Toy Story 4, you definitely want to watch these because they will love them. Forky asks a question. That's the series. There's right. a whole series of them smash and grab which we watched that it's about these two little robots and they're attached to the wall and they like do jobs for the city which are all robots but they're considered worker robots and they work together to get out and find a power source for themselves so they don't have to be attached that one's kind of deep i felt like yeah for kids, for kids it's, i felt like it was more for adults but i think if i don't know i think kids would pick it up like they would like that it's robots Oh, true, true. So Pixar movies. These are the movies that we've all known and we love that come into theaters. And I just put all of them because they're all good. Like, I don't think we've ever seen one that we were like, that was bad. No. Some Toy people Story. say that about Cars 3 and 2. But I still I think still, those are good movies. They're still good. I know that not all of you. I liked Cars 2 and I know I'm in the minority. I did too. Um... But, and Joey will argue with me that even though I don't love Cars 1 as much as he does, and I, that's not even the thing. It's just that, I don't know, something sparked with me. I think it was because it was in, they did it in Europe, and I liked that portion of it, and the spy, the espionage yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, they did it inside in of Europe it. and Asia and everywhere. Like, right. they went to different places. It was just fun. But my, fi- my picks, I was going to give them my picks, so if you want to think about it a second. Okay. Uh, my picks would be A Bug's Life, which is so of underrated, course. in my opinion. Wally, which I did not like. I refused to watch for so many years, <laughs> and then I did, and I like it now. Joe would be so proud. I know. And then I was struggling to come up with a third one really badly, because I was like, I don't know which one is my favorite. Um, I would probably say Up, purely because of the personalities they decided to write in those characters. Because the boy is, they got him dead on for like a kid who's just like, what is this? Why are we here? Like, not there all the time, but super funny. And then the dog who can talk, who is obviously still a dog. So he's like, squirrel all the time. That one is so hard. I'm trying to think of all the Pixar movies. So that's going to be hard to just sit there and pick one. Well, do you know one of the ones you... I picked three. That's why. Well, I really do like Bug's Life, but I think the reason that I like it is because you loved it so much. Oh, I much. love Finding Nemo, too, though. I know. And Finding Dory and um, the Toy Story, all yeah, of the Toy it's Stories. Yeah, hard to pick. Of course, my favorite is probably one and three. 
yeah of the toy story movies just because three was about the time that you guys were going to college or you had already left but then i knew joey was going and so that yeah what that was like 2009 or 10 not quite i was like in middle school okay two choice toy story three was yeah maybe i was anticipating it um but regardless that one pulled at me as a mom and the first one was just fun i mean to think that when you go to sleep at night that your toys are waking up. But then I love Monsters, Inc. Because, again, that was... Oh, I forgot that one. <laughs> I re- I am replacing up with Monsters, Inc. Because I would say, to me, what I would have picked for you is Bugs Life and Monsters, Inc. Because those were two that you religiously watched that you just loved and loved and loved to death. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. But I was trying to think some of the later ones, and I can't even think of any Good right dinosaur, now. Good Dinosaur, there's Brave. I liked Good Dinosaur. Um, okay, Planes counts as a Pixar movie, but that movie did not do well. No. Which, I'll be honest, we didn't see that. No, I did watch some of it with Joey one day, and oh. I was like, I'm sorry, just can't do it. And and I don't, and it's nothing, you know, I think it's great, because that's going to appeal to some boys. So if you have a yeah. boy that likes transportation things, which most boys do, and, uh, but there's a lot of great Pixar movies. Just go on there and go to Pixar. If you want to ask us a question before you show it to your family, you know, just Feel send free. it to one of, yeah, I was going to say send it to our email and we will do it or go to the Mousecapades pod on Facebook and ask us a question and we can talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. So now we're moving on to Pixar shorts and these are not spark shorts. These are shorts that existed before a Pixar movie, a Pixar movie. They did not premiere on Disney+. Plus. So we have Jack-Jack Attack, which is about, if you've seen The Incredibles, it's when the whole thing, when Kari, the woman, the girl that they left to babysit Jack-Jack while they're all out saving everybody, it's about, like, when she calls them and they're in the limo at the end of the movie and she's like, I'm really freaking out! Like, they made a whole short on what is happening when she's making those phone calls. Right. And it's like Jack-Jack's powers are going nuts and they don't understand, like, she doesn't know what's happening. Luxo Jr. is the original short that started the whole Pixar industry. It's so cute. It's a, just the lamp. You know the Luxo lamp. Well, it has, um, he, they make him have a child, and it's all about the relationship between a boy and his dad. And if you uh, have ever been to Pixar shorts at Epcot in um, Future World, right? No. Yes? It's in Future World, yeah. They one of the guy one of the interviews you see before you go in to watch the Pixar shorts is a guy talking about where this came from. He thought... John Lasseter. He thought about what it would be like if the lamp had a, it was alive and had a child and what that would look like. And that's where that concept came from. And it's super cute. It won an award too. Yep. Then we have Lou, which is, it stands for lost and found, but it's this pretty much this thing that exists based off of it exists. It's a creature built of things left and lost and found by these children at a school. And they all go out to recess and there's this bully who keeps taking things and this like mob thing or whatever it is notices. And so he keeps trying to go take it and give it back to kids. And then eventually he recruits the bully to go give back things to him. And then that's kind of, and then the end is... It's really cute. Like and that I one was, don't remember Presto. I'm trying my hardest Presto right now. Presto is the magician with the bunny. Okay. And he's trying to give, he wants the bunny to go on with him, but the bunny wants food and he's hungry, but the magician refuses. So it's about like this hat that's magic and there's like a double-ended one. Right. So the bunny keeps pushing all these things into the hat that's hurting the magician, like electrocuting him, whatever is happening. Oh, okay. And so. I vaguely remember that yeah. one. Now, Knickknack, is that the one? The snowman. I thought that's was. Where? he's in the snow globe yes yeah and he's he wants to get out of 
he's trying to get out of the snow globe. He feels trapped in there. And so the whole little short is about this snowman trying to escape. He sees a door at the bottom and he tries all these different things, but he's not able to get out because that's where his house is inside mm-hmm. the snow globe. And then he ends up in a fish tank anyway. That's right. La Luna. La Luna is super cute. It's like about this little boy and he goes, I'm assuming with a dad and a grandpa. Me too. And they they go out into the middle of the ocean, it looks like, and they roll out this big, unrealistically long ladder and they climb up and they get on the moon. And it's like they're the people that make the shape of the moon every night. Like they have to sweep the, the stars that exist on the moon into the shape of the moon every night. Like whether it's a crescent or if it's a full moon kind of thing. And so it's really cute. And it's about the little boy bringing the grandpa and the dad together who argue a lot. And we use this movie at school. So if you are an educator like we are, we use it as um, putting forth your effort. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And so obviously you're on the earth and how they get from, actually it's from a boat that they get. Yeah, a small boat. And then they climb to the moon every night to take care of it, to shape it. And we also use this next one that's called Bounden and it's about a sheep and how you can be whoever you are. Don't ever worry about what other people think about who you are. Be that person. The sheep loves to dance and he would dance and dance and dance. And, and he was proud of his, uh, of his, his fur. coat. And then they would get shaved. He would get they shaved. would shave him every year and then he'd be bald and everybody would laugh at him. But then he realized that that didn't matter because it was going to grow back and he would still be himself no matter if he was bald or he was fluffy. And so it's a super cute thing about building your self-esteem about who you are and not worrying about what others think. Yeah. Lifted is super funny. I remember when this one came out, it's this thing where there's this UFO pretty much above this house. Oh, yeah. And this little bitty alien, it's almost like, I think it's supposed to be like a driver's test. He's got all these levers in front of him. And it's like, instead of driving, they have to learn how to abduct people. And so he's using all these levers that are not labeled or colored at all. And he just has to know where they are. And he's trying to abduct this person. And there's this big blob alien sitting in the corner. Right. Taking notes on a clipboard of every movie makes. And he's nervous. And so he's trying to get this guy out of his bed while he's sleeping. And it's like, he throws him all around the room and he stays sleeping. And it's really funny. I would recommend it. The next one is Piper and I think is my favorite of all the shorts, but technologically anyway, for sure. Oh, yeah. This is about a little bird that's learning how to get his own food. Up until now, his mom has, it's a sandpiper, and his mom has been returning food to him every day. And the one day she lets him know, she tweets at him and lets him know that today's the day he's going to go get his own food. And he sees the ocean running at him and he gets really sad. He gets really sad. But technologically, you cannot believe that they have made the ocean waves and the feathers on the bird and the sand. It doesn't look look fake. No, it looks looks like it's realistically done. And the bird finally discovers that if he hunkers down in the sand when the water comes on shore, he can see where all the clams are so that when the ocean washes back out, he'll be able to get his food. And then he's like getting enough food, retrieving enough food for several birds by the end of the night. Like he's doing it all the way to sunset because he's so proud of himself. Lava is Joey's least favorite. He really does not like it, but the song is very cute um, that came along with it. It's about, it's based off of a real man and woman and this volcano is large and he like wants to find love because he he sees all these animals around him that have like have mates and he wants his own, but he's all by himself in the middle of the sea and he sings about it. And then he eventually, because volcanoes like sink and resurface, he 
is dying out like his lava is because he doesn't have someone to love and then there's this woman below the sea that always hears him and she sprouts up and then he can't hear her so it's really sad but then it's happy at the end (laughs) it's a whole story in a song i know we've watched the blue umbrella at least twice and i am blanking the blue umbrella is where i believe it's this man and this woman who are to well no i have i have jumped ahead of myself it's this blue umbrella that sees this red one and wants to be yes. with the red umbrella and they see each other every day on the commute okay and they want to be together but they can't and then somehow they get the man and the woman to meet and then they end up getting to be together yay yeah. partly cloudy partly cloudy is the one about storks uh yes and this is where the clouds so pretty much like the whole belief that storks bring babies, the babies yep and the stork has its own cloud and the cloud makes things for them but it's every kind of baby like animals real right. like human babies everything but this one stork has <laughs> all the troubled like things like he porcupine has, yeah, and and a ram is one of them so he keeps getting butted in the stomach and just as an eel like all these different things that he has to um deliver to these parents and he's really upset about it and so it's about him learning how to it's about the cloud like learning to be happy with like the ones that he makes kind of right and realize that he's special for who that he was chosen to be yeah doug's special mission this is just doug from up and he is (laughs) it's pretty much what was going on before carl and mr frederick no carl is frederickson right carl and russell meet him it's like what was going on prior to the mission that he was doing yep very funny very funny for the birds is amazing that one's really short. one of my top three for sure and it's where there's all these smaller bluebirds and this big bluebird lands on the telephone, oh, telephone line, line which there aren't really too many telephone lines anymore but nonetheless so this big bird sits in the middle of all these little birds and they want him off because he looks different and they don't again and he's weighing down the telephone line they're right. all squished and they're like you're ruining this and but I think we use it for the fact that these kids were not nice to this bird, you know, kind of thing at school. Yeah. So they peck and they peck and they peck and they peck and they peck on this bird until finally he falls. But what they don't realize is when he falls, because he's got so much weight on the telephone wire, that it's going to make them fly up. and it, They like skyrocket. Right. And it makes a mess for them. So they really hurt themselves. And so the big bird wins in the end. Day and night. This is one of my favorite ones where it's these two. Um, they almost look like little blob people. Like they're not real people, but it's like they're one clear of them, bubble people. They're clear bubble people, and one represents the day, and one represents the night. And they kind of meet each other and figure that out. So they start showing, like at first, they're kind of fighting. They're like, "I don't like you," but then they figure out that there are certain things that look better in the like some things look better at night and some things look better in the day. And like they need at, each other. Like one of them was Vegas, and the nighttime one was like, "Look out at a night," and then <laughs> one of the other ones was. um look at a rainbow like right. show them a rainbow on a farm that they can't see at night and so they figured out that they can work together and then the sun sets and then they switch right and so they become the different one this next one was bao and it was huge controversy i, I think it's pronounced bao bao okay i apologize and it is about a dumpling basically and it comes to life and i know you know what the storyline is now but when we first saw it we saw this woman eat this dumpling that was her child and it was devastating. I know it was a huge controversy that it was people were 
on Disney websites just complaining and saying, how dare you put this before a child's movie, blah, 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 blah. So I will let you speak more to it because I know you're dying. You finally figured out what you think it is. Well, I would say go watch it. If you haven't watched it, pause it, go watch it, and now come back. But I would say what it is, is it's a woman. I don't want to give away the end, but it's a woman, and she has a son in real life, but she smothered him his whole life. And, like, she was overprotective, and she was like, my baby's going to get hurt no matter what he does. And eventually, as the dumpling grows, becomes very distant from the mom, and eventually leaves one day and shows this girl, and he's like, I'm marrying her, bye. And, but the whole thing with the dumpling is, it, this is a literal spoiler alert, so please, like, if you haven't seen it, she eats the dumpling, like, at the end when he's trying to leave. She eats him, and then she's just bawling. And my whole take on it is she's reflecting on her life with her son, being like, I smothered him, all this stuff. So she's really upset now that she's reflecting on she thought it was her son's fault and she's like, why would he leave? And then she like realized that's why he left was because she was way too protective. Jerry's Game. This is the one that was before Toy Story, yes? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Bug's Life? Maybe. A Bug's Life, I think. It's just about this old man that carries his... It's the old man that's in Toy Story 2 that yes. they then used again. And he's the dude who comes in and cleans Woody. And sews but... him up. But yeah, so it's this little old man that goes to the park and plays chess with himself. But you don't realize that at first. But then eventually you do realize that it's just a funny story about a man competing against himself for a game of chess. You have to watch it. I don't want to... It's really funny. And then like what he bargained was hilarious oh, too yes. at the end. So don't want to give that away. Really fun. It almost looked like to me I thought it was supposed to be twins that was playing. Like I thought it was supposed to be twins. I did I at first, it. yeah. Tin Toy. This was one of the this was the inspiration for Toy Story. Yes. So they created this and they realized they the inspiration came from some a coworker brought their child in and like was slobbering all over its toys and stuff and they were like that kid is a monster to that toy like it's just chewing on everything right and so that's what was the inspiration for it and that was their first human character ever was the baby and it's supposed to be like the tin toy was a gift for the baby and the baby's trying to catch him but he's scared and then the baby gets upset but the tin toy realizes he can make the baby feel better and then it's that was their inspiration for Toy Story. And that was where they got experience with the baby. And like, they were like, now looking at it, it's very ugly. And you were like, this doesn't look real. But it was what helped them get to where they are today. So It's cute to watch. I yes. mean, it's so realistic. Red's Dream, I do not remember. I apologize. Red's Dream is about the unicycle that juggles. And he just wants a partner. Like, he just wants someone to be with him. And then he finds a clown. Oh. It's a cute one. We should watch it. And I did not wa watch Riley's First Date. So I need to watch that one, apparently. Edna, or not Edna, I apologize, I'm getting a sound of myself, listeners. Riley's first date is where that boy from Takes the, her to end, the, movies. the end of the movie where she runs into him and then they zoom into his brain and they're all like, girl, and they're all just running around. They don't know what to do. Um, he, like, is hanging out with her. I don't know if they called it a date, but the dad answers the door and he's, like, sitting at the table with him and he's, like, asking him questions. And then he figures out the kid was in a band and he's like, I was in a band. And then they, like, right. start to get along with each other. And so they don't even go on the date. It's, like, about him coming to get her. Gotcha. And then he needs the dad. And then Auntie Edna is, of course, Edna from... Edna Mode. Yes. So it's about what happens with Jack-Jack Jack in the second movie when she keeps him right. overnight. So it's about that. And how that works out for her. I know. She seemed to really like it. And that baby looked sophisticated. So I'd like, I'd like to know what she did. <laughs> She's got magical powers, that Edna, but no cape because those are dangerous for all people. Yeah. All superheroes, anyway. Yeah, you know, uh, 
we should have Joey come on and talk about this. You know, the whole theory about syndrome and how if he, I think it's the whole thing that he had Edna Mode make his costume, but he's a villain and he had a cape. Ooh, interesting. And so that's a very interesting take. We need to have Joey on here just yeah. for like theories. There is also sections of Star Wars and Marvel, but we don't want to attempt to do them injustice. So because if- we have not seen them. Right, and we would be speaking out of turn. So if uh, we have a chance, we actually are not with Joey currently. We are out of state. But if we get back with him, maybe we can have him touch on Star Wars because he has been watching them and he's watched some of the Marvel movies as well. But there are, for Star Wars and Marvel fans, you know if you've been listening for a while, those are not my biggest thing or Kaylee's. And so we will leave them to somebody that is an expert on that. If you are that person, feel free to let us know. We would like to thank you for listening, though, as we shared our thoughts and our tips on Disney+. Plus. We hope you found it helpful and maybe gave you something a little magical to think about watching as a family while we're all kind of quarantined on our own, even though that's not what they're calling it. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us at 636-373-4497 or you can contact me at Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E dot black like the color at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter account at Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. I think it's about that time. Disney love. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my friends. I'll fool myself, she'll walk right in. And as the long, long nights begin, I'll think of all that might have been waiting here for.